Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the soon-to-be-named podcast. This is your humble host again, Justin Stapleton. Uh, we're going to get into some fun stuff today. In fact, we've actually got a great guest today. Uh, if I could play the music, I would. Sadly, we don't have the audio hooked up, so you'll just have to kind of hum along in your head. You know what it is. It is the end of February, and around these parts, you know what that means. It's rodeo time. That's right. In fact, we're talking about the 2018 Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, the rodeo itself has been around for more years than they probably would like to call at this point. It certainly cook off as well now, uh, entering in its uh, 45th year, I believe. I am uh, joined today by one of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo folks. Uh, he is with the Marketing and Public Relations Division, Chris Bowman. Chris, thanks for coming to the uh, Soon to Be Named podcast. It's great to be here. Uh, so things ramping up, yep. as we expect. Uh, cook-off starting this week as well. Tents let's, are up everywhere. I was just going to say, I saw the tents were up and they are ready to go. So let's start with that. Um, for folks that don't know, if you're new to Southeast Texas here, like I was just a couple of years ago when I first moved in, the uh, World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off is something I think that is unique and in, in quite honestly just about any other part of the country that I've ever lived in. Um, I've seen a lot of barbecue cook-offs before, but I've never seen what is tantamount basically to a small village mm -hmm. that is built with amazing smells and sounds around it. Tell us about some of the expectations or what are we seeing in the 2018 version of Cook-Off? Sure, yes, and, and this is actually the first uh, Cook-Off I'll ever attend. So I'm, I'm in my first year with the show as a staff member. I've been with the show, actually I've been to, since 1976, I've come to the show. So as a youth exhibitor and uh, just kind of progressing through and working there uh, in a number of different facets. So, but, but the, uh, the, the Cook-Off obviously is just, it's a, it's a monster. And there's so many, what, what happens is the, each team has a tent out there and they're serving food out there and uh, it's a competition for for different things related to to meat and so it, it's a big time and really it's a great introduction to kick off our show it's the kickoff before the kickoff so to speak yeah uh, and so it's just a great way lots of uh, hospitality lots of fellowship out there to just kind of get the juices flowing and getting ready for the big show and lots of food if you leave there hungry, it's your own fault. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's your Clearly own fault. you've done something wrong yes, at that point. Exactly. It is. So, yeah. So uh, tonight, first night of uh, barbecue cook-off. Uh, tomorrow night as well. I promise the weather will be tomorrow better than it is today. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you how the <laughs> yeah. weather's going to be. So Yeah, uh, it'll definitely be better once we get uh, into uh, tomorrow's forecast. Cool. Uh, that's for sure. So, uh, uh, Shameless plug, by the way. Uh, make sure that you check the weather page here at uh, clicktohouston.com. All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, a couple of changes this year in the uh, rodeo, uh, not only with the lineup as well, which we'll get into in a couple of minutes, but let's start with the biggest elephant in the room, the one that uh, everyone is going to be really curious about, and that is the stage. Uh, the Livestock Show and Rodeo, not uh, I should say, notable for its famous rotating stage mm -hmm. that all of the performers use each evening or afternoon when they do their performances. Tell me about the new stage and what can people expect this year? Yeah, it's a big, big deal. And and so uh, to speak for Joel Callie, our president and CEO, I've heard him talk about this several times that when they're when we're working with entertainers to get them to come to the show, if they've never been to the rodeo, uh, they don't know what to expect. They think maybe it's kind of a mom pop kind of thing. And so uh, having this kind of stage really elevates us to a new level. <clears throat> 
the previous stage I think had 30 years and so this is it was time to retire it and bring out this new stage which as you just said the elephant in the room I believe it's 260,000 pounds is what it weighs wow uh, it's incredible it's it's just really big it's a, it's 48 foot diameter rotating performance area uh, it's got a footprint that is just humongous and we we actually got to see it not too long ago as a group or as a staff and I can't put into words how big it is, first of all. And then, of course, it also has uh, on each pillar of the star, it, it's in a star, and each pillar raises so many feet uh, up off the ground so, so the entertainer can actually go to, the, go to that and as it, as it goes up so they can get closer and closer to the audience. Yeah. It's just really incredible. That's just the size. Uh, I guess what I'm most impressed with is the lights. I think there's 434 lights. That's four times what we had on the previous stage. It's a production within itself, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, Tate did it, and that is a world-famous stage-building company, one that does most of the ones for all the big concerts, mm -hmm. uh, the, the folks around there. And, and that's obviously when you think about the entertainment world, concerts have changed so much. Mm -hmm. So many uh, performers rely on, on the concert venue uh, as a, obviously a very significant part of their program. So when we can add a stage of this quality, it certainly helps us to attract higher quality entertainers, better entertainers, whatever the term you want to use. So we're just very excited about that. And it is for those that have not uh, mm -hmm. ever had an opportunity to go to the uh, livestock show and rodeo. As you said, I thought you put it best. Um, you know, moving here to begin with, I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, well, this will be a rodeo. You know, some roping and calf right. scrambling and, and whatnot. But it really is almost a rock concert or a country rock concert every single night. And it's something if people are not uh, aware of what it is, it will knock your socks off because it is it is a three week party. Is what I like to try to explain to people. Uh, that have not experienced mm -hmm. it before. Uh, okay, so we've got that. Now, the lineup so far this year, that also had gotten a little bit of chatter on social mm -hmm. media. We had noticed or we had seen anyway uh, some best word I think I can think of this is some concerns that this was either too country for some folks, you know, given the, the uh, uh, depth of the artists that are there. Um, there was other, uh, some other chatter that folks weren't necessarily pleased with Leon Bridges being there as the... Uh, um, you know, black entertainer um, in the Tejanos as well. So, it, you know, it, it, I think it's one of those where obviously, uh, you know, you guys know what goes into the negotiating to get these, these artists here. And, and of course, I think what was a positive front from everybody's standpoint was who starts and who closes out sure. the show. And that is the legendary Garth Brooks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but very well said. And, and I've decided uh, as I've watched this over my career that anytime you have a lineup that has the quality of entertainers that we have and a different uh, concert venues that happen across the, the nation or the world, people are always uh, not going to be 100% pleased. There's always going to be some that wish we'd have done something different or, or what have you. Uh, what, what we say is we try to put the best lineup possible uh, mm -hmm. out there uh, with the entertainers that we could get. As you mentioned, Garth, starting and closing our show is just so incredible for us to get all uh, to get folks to come out. And, yeah. then, and then from there, if you look at the lineup, there's a, there are certainly a lot of country names on there. And part of that is because there's certainly a, a rich history of agriculture. I mean, that's our mission at the end of the day. Right. I, we're educational entity or, or nonprofit focused on ag education. So certainly uh, th there's a, a great country star lineup. And, and we like to think there's a good mix uh, of, of folks that are out there. One of our goals is to try to get a lot of diversity to the show. 
uh, because we feel like if we can get folks that may have interest in somebody like One Republic or Leon Bridges uh, that may not be a traditional uh, Western audience, that mm-hmm. when they get there, our, our job is for them to see all the glitz and glamour uh, that they want to see, first of all. But secondly, to walk through uh, to walk through our different booths and to see our ag mission, uh, to see our 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 petting zoo to, to see our ag exhibits to see our livestock show which is actually what i oversee because uh, there's lots of education mm-hmm. there so anytime we can do that and get different types of folks uh that may not have traditionally come to the show because of, they didn't see an entertainer they liked and, and so we have one on there uh we're going to get that and so we're comfortable with that we understand that we, we feel very very confident and good about uh, the folks that are coming and they're excited to, to come and perform uh, at the houston rodeo as well yeah and that's one of the things i know that we've talked to uh some of the head headline entertainers in the past and they've said uh, just as you mentioned that that have not been there before once they go and do it for the first time they will they generally come back we've had people come back you know two three four times at that point because they know it's a great show and it's a great audience as well you touched on a couple other things when you're talking about the petting zoo and the uh, ag exhibits and Mm -hmm. whatnot you know and I think that's that's sort of the it's, it's easy with the glitz and the glamour and you know with the shows at night and of course some of the rodeo cook off but but that's you know the real heart of what this is all about going on what 70 years now yeah 80 80, 80 85 years 85 correct. years 1932 yeah and, and you know and amazing to see something and in, in as the city has developed and kind of modernized so to speak um you know y'all have had to do the same thing you know it's 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 what was in the early 1930s is not what we're seeing here in the 21st century what are some of the newer uh things from a from a ag standpoint uh that people can uh, notice as they go to some of the livestock exhibits and exercises this year sure yeah i, I think more than anything it's it's a commitment and what you'll see is a lot uh, more signage about ag education, a, a lot of connections between our livestock projects and, and food safety and food production. You'll see a lot of that just within our educational exhibits. Uh, we don't, we don't want to mess with things that have been working. And obviously our ag venture, our, uh, our petting zoo, as I've already mentioned, yeah. uh, a lot of the things that are happening there, uh, we're just making them better, so to speak, and, and giving young people and, and families more experiences. You're going to see a lot more benches and just things to uh, just to enhance their experience so people can kind of sit and chill and uh, as they go through the day. Of course, we've got a great carnival. Uh, and then in, in, in our livestock show, of course, that runs starting on the Tuesday of the show all the way through. We'll have different things in the arena every single day in our main arena, particularly that's our, our major cattle arena. We have our sheep and goats and all hogs on the east side. Uh, coming in, coming out, we have so many junior exhibitors. We actually have a record number of junior exhibitors. We'll have almost 20,000 4-H and FFA youth from all across Texas, 250 of the 254 counties coming to our show this year. This is their Friday Night Lights is yeah. what I like to call it. They've yeah. been raising their project year round to, to come here. So just lots of great things happening. A, a lot of the things have happened in the past, just doing a little bit better. I think what people will notice more than anything is a commitment to signage and more educational information that's being provided throughout the grounds. Specifically, uh, as we think about uh, what's new uh, in, in terms of this year's show, of course, we've talked about